0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Tailored Tech Talk podcast, a weekly look into the world of automation and tailored software solutions. We're your hosts, Ben Hayden and Chris Reynolds. And this week, we'll be doing a general introduction of the two of us talking about tech automation tools and giving examples of solutions we've deployed for real customers. Um, We'll end up talking about print automation, but before then, uh, a little bit about Ben, and uh, that's me, and Chris. Um, and I'll let Chris go, and then I'll back clean up. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm Chris Reynolds.
1: I uh, have been working with Ben now for almost 15 years, maybe just over 15 years, actually. Um, so we've been working together for a very, very long time, and uh, we worked at the first company that I started, which was called Brightcore, which was an insurance automation system. Um. And uh, we worked together on on end solutions. In fact, I remember the very first project that I I had been work on <laughs> whenever I hired him, and he was a very very young pup. Yep. Uh, and anyway, he's a super sharp dude. And when we started this new company, certain we wanted to work together. Uh, we've always worked together well, but the focus of our company has uh, has changed quite a bit. Like uh, what we like doing our service. Organize or service types of of work so technical services specifically and we'll get into details about what technical services is and why we think it's a missing link in the overall tech space but uh, again I'm Chris Reynolds started a company called Brightcore in uh, 2004 I'm sort of a back-end engineer uh, big into Python uh, absolutely love automation I've been doing automation forever Uh, and it is probably my favorite thing to do. I also do a lot of sales stuff. Yeah, he does talk to customers. (laughs) I have, I have weird, uh, I have weird things that I enjoy doing, uh, that's that are not often found together. Yeah. He's, Uh, he's a unicorn. That's me.
0: Um, (laughs) so Ben, how about, yeah, uh, I'm Ben Hayden. I've been developing software professionally for, yeah, 2007, 2008. Um, Done a lot of different things, a lot of backend work, um, database design, API design. uh, Kind of took off in the cloud space whenever AWS um, came on the scene. Uh, Been in AWS for over 10 years. A Lot of different ways to deploy to AWS. uh, Infrastructure as code, so a lot of Terraform. Uh, Here recently, CDK. uh, Like building those different types of projects. Uh, Python is what my brain thinks in. Uh, but I picked up a lot of different languages along the way uh, C sharp typescript, um, just uh, working on Linux, windows, operating systems, computers are fun. they're also terrible um it's uh it's, <laughs> it's 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 both things but um yeah, really enjoying the work that Chris and I have been doing at certain've uh, been going over a year now. um a lot of different project types kind of have come in the doors, but uh, that um wide scope lens of technical services really uh classifies all of them yeah so maybe we do like a a little
1: short snippet on on technical services i feel like we have to talk about it a little in order for the rest of the projects that we're going to talk about to make sense so when i was uh several years into the work that we were doing um with insurance companies at brightcore I struggled to find a way I wanted to use that described what what uh, I was looking for, and the idea was essentially that you know everybody in tech seems to want to be a product person. They love products. We're going to develop products. We're going to be a product engineer. We're going sure. to build a product organization, and I totally get it. You know, the economics for products, especially for SaaS products, are are quite good. We understand how to do multiples to sell them to big organizations afterwards. You know, all that stuff is, is well understood. But the, the problem is that most companies that are using these products, SaaS products of any kind, really, and, and not just SaaS products, I mean, just all tech, generally are not, uh, they don't have a lot of technical expertise uh, internally. And so they need a lot of technical support and and i didn't like the spectrum that i was seeing for what that looked like so you know in tech you could be uh can you could be a a product engineer and you're royalty i mean that's like that's the that's the peak you know senior product engineer like you're walking around so you know like you're 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 the you're the and uh or you can be you know an intern who just started and your technical support like murr, murr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's yep. like, I don't want to work technical support. And I was like, that is so wrong. It's the wrong way to think about it. It's the wrong way to talk about it. Uh, so I knew I, we couldn't use the term technical support. And what I really wanted was the same hierarchical level as a senior product engineer, I wanted someone who was so good at all of the technical tools that existed cloud stuff, DevOps stuff, uh, SRE stuff, uh, backend stuff, automation stuff. I wanted somebody who had a very deep and broad understanding of technology to bring that knowledge to the customer, mm-hmm. where the customer has a problem and r- immediately here are three solutions that we could use to solve that problem. Let's see if we can lay out, you know, what, uh, you know, how that could be done in a cost effective way for you. I don't see that in the industry. I don't see it anywhere in the industry. And, uh, that drives me crazy. So that's what we made. Uh, we created that with certain, that's what we do at certain. And we are, uh, Weirdly excited about projects that most people would consider totally lame, and I'm going to talk about one here shortly. So, such as ben, printing, yeah, printing. Uh, but before we do, Ben, any reflections on that? You you've done so much more. I think like senior product level engineering than than I have. I'm more automation, DevOps, you know, that kind of thing. Am I right? Is that, is that like the way it seems? Yeah, seemed? no, it's,
0: it's definitely um, having managed and, and led dev teams um, that felt like royalty themselves. Um, it, was, it was really hard to properly align the teams or the, the battleships in a way where everyone felt incentivized to, to move the world for the customer. Um, that's just not what product organizations usually do. Um, they, they develop, um, a system where the customer uses the product as is, or we can add this as a feature six to 12 months down the line. Um, and that's just a very different world than a, um, pillar technical services, um, agency that is, is primed and ready to build different tools, um, and build systems with, uh, the different, uh, disparate systems that a customer uses to make their life better, um, it does have a very, um, a, a very real satisfaction, uh, when it comes to helping customers, uh, just go about their day, um, and be pleasantly surprised by technology. Like I said, computers are bad. Um, so anytime you can convince someone that computers <laughs> are good, you did a good job. Um, so that, that is what we're aiming to do at certain. And I do feel like, and a, and a sea of SaaS companies and, a, and trying to get on the, um, let's build the next Netflix, um, kind of system that, that we're kind of walking an anti-pattern and, and trying to build a really great, highly technical, um, services organization.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a contrarian thing to do and which yep. if, uh, I'm actually on some other podcasts where I've been interviewed in the past and I almost always describe myself as a contrarian. <laughs> I'm I'm a weirdo. I know it. It's the way it is. But I love the business. And I I honestly uh, I told some employees this many years ago that I would so much rather work in technical services than as a product engineer. As a product engineer, I would feel a bit boxed in, to be honest. Um, I want the ability to use modern technology, things that have come out. I, I like learning about the new technology opportunities to relieve pain today for a customer (laughs) Mm -hmm. that i mean very action-oriented um and i I just think that that again i think there's
0: a great opportunity in the marketplace for it and i don't see it so and i I was just gonna say the the thing that kind of is like the certain secret sauce the the triple s um is (laughs) is really uh taking those um day of betterments of someone and then operationalizing them and building them in a system that is production ready and, um, able to be monitored and, uh, alert the services team, which is Chris and I right now. Uh, but you know, able to, um, build something immediately that solves a need and then come back through and, uh, operationalize and make something production ready, uh, using the infrastructure as code stuff that I've mentioned, uh, different monitoring solutions, um, there are so many ways these, um, now, now, uh, to get alerts, get pages, get involved in a system and know what's going on. So, uh, observ- observability, for, um, an increase, uh, customer success, um, uh, within a week is something that we strive to do and we've done multiple times. Um, so, uh, after the clients, you know, can pick their jaws up off the floor, it's, it's, uh, we have a really good, um, relationship with, uh, all of our customers.
1: It brings such an important point to, to bear, which is that I think there is confusion amongst software engineers in general about incremental improvement versus half-baked solutions. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that there's this idea that, uh, there's just its confusion is the right word. People, uh, in the tech industry have a tendency to shy away from incremental improvement because they're, they're afraid that it might be seen as a half-baked solution Hack. when, yeah. Yeah. When in actuality, the incremental improvement is like the way to go. Like that's exactly what you want to do. Cause in general, you don't know if you're relieving customer pain properly unless you're doing it a bit at a time and giving them regular feedback on it. I mean, there's a lot of software methodology that's built around that whole concept. And so I think that's part of the reason why uh, this, this sort of gets lost. Uh, But, but uh, the solutions that we build in general, we try to relieve pain as quickly as possible. And then we like to iterate on that solution until it is ironclad and mm-hmm. extremely strong. And we tend to provide 24 uh, seven monitoring for most of the solutions that we have in place because they are critical business solutions. Um, and it's right. a, it's a good way for us to to work with the customer continuously. Let's talk a little bit about a solution that we put in place recently. That is, that is unsexy, uh, print automation as, as we led to before. So, um, you know, <laughs> One of the things Ben and I have learned over the last uh, six months or so is that apparently people don't print anymore. This no. um, <laughs> is not a thing. A lot of the new tools that are around are just not built for like printers, uh, which is kind of funny to me because I think businesses still do a lot of printing. Mm-hmm. And I'm uh, <laughs> just not seeing a lot of tools <laughs> that are there to provide them with a lot of value. And so... We, uh, had a customer who, uh, needed to do a uh, big batch printing multiple times a day. And the, the printing job that they needed to do was, uh, didn't, you know, in its current state, didn't really meet their needs. One of the things that I did was I went out to see the customer. So they would do this huge print job with, you know, eight inches of paper coming off this large, uh, printer. And then they would sit there and they would sort the papers. That was the first thing they did was sort the papers. And of course, I'm just like scribbling notes like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. You know what's good at sorting documents? Programs. Programs are good at that. Computers. Yeah. Better than people at sorting them and faster. Yep. Uh, and so we, um, we went in and we watched. And it turns out that they, they would create two stacks because the in their company was responsible for one set of one stack of papers and one department was on another one and the and departments were split by product. So, and then they had these invoices that, uh, would, that had like cancellations in them. So they would cancel, uh, the, the product order, uh, if, uh, you know, if the payment wasn't, wasn't paid. But the thing is, they got all these things in the morning and they actually didn't want to send it out if those payments came in during that day. So in reality, they didn't need to print like in some cases, like half of them. So, you know, you're like wow. just burning paper essentially, which is not yeah. good for the environment and uh, the opposite of Ferngully. Yes. Yes. Generally oh, a, a, that a bad process. Ferngully. We need to bring Ferngully right? in every <laughs> podcast from now on. So, so what we did was uh, we built an automation process around this and we essentially intercepted the print job before it printed. And uh, we automatically sorted the documents into the three categories to the two different products. And then the, the uh, cancellations that, that needed to be held. Um, And all we did in the morning is we printed the two categories and not the cancellations at all. Those didn't need to be printed. Uh, So we, so we, we got those taken care of. And then we also set up the printer to collate the stacks so that uh, they wouldn't have to sort through them themselves. They were pre-sorted, which was uh, saving, save them a ton of time. Yep. We held those cancellations until two o'clock in the afternoon when we could actually validate by an API that the payments had already come through. And if they had come through, we didn't print those things at all. We pulled them out of the, out of the PDF and then did a sort of a final print on the things that actually needed to go out the door. So we totally automated that solution. Now, what that did for for the customer was it took their process from well over an hour every day to about fifteen to twenty minutes. Uh, and when you think about this, this was a four person process that was is, runs on a daily basis. That's four people getting uh, at least forty five minutes back in every single day uh, for for you know, yeah. the rest of their job life. Uh, incredibly That's really good, yeah, incredibly valuable. And this is so, it's so unsexy. Like nobody likes to talk about print automation, but this was a major pain point for a customer. And our goal in general, it's our sort of favorite thing to do is to go in and work with customers to find these pain points. What are they? What are the top pain points? What's costing you the most time and take technology, uh, this wide Ben and I have a very wide and deep understanding of technology and apply that to, to the problem domain and see if we can solve a problem for, for the customers and solve it quick. Uh, and we did. In fact, this solution was actually rolled out in a matter of weeks uh, to the customer and solved their problem very, very fast. Now, one other thing that I think is important, and I'm just going to go ahead and talk about it because it's, it's a dirty secret. Uh, but one of the things that I think is important is that the, the painful parts of automation uh, reside with us so in in this case we we were able to put automation in place really really quickly but but caveat we had to still push a button on a daily basis to get the printing to occur right uh and there's twice a day (laughs) twice a day and there's a reason for that we'll go into uh here in a minute because of uh, some complications that are in place but it's important to me as just a general ethic of of the work that we've done that the pain needs to be transferred to us because we won't stand for it. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, that's like a programmer ethos. Yeah, we, we will
1: program our way out of that pain if the pain belongs with us. If, if it doesn't belong with us, we don't know about it. We can't solve the problem. We can't automate it. And So part of what we do, the, the transition process for automating uh, things for customers is we try to get as much automation up as possible, 80 to 90% automation. And then we take the rest of the manual work and it takes longer, a longer period of time to work every last kink out of that until it can be automatically printed. Now, or automated in whatever way. In this case, we're talking about automated automated printing. But one of the things Ben and I found was that uh, silent printing to a printer is apparently... Uh, a P equals NP problem. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's a, it's a
0: millennium, uh, math problem. Yeah.
1: It's so, so yeah. stupid. It's, and it's, it's, a hard it's, problem. it's
0: actually an, an ancient riddle that is not meant to be solved <laughs> just to make you inflect deeply.
1: So, uh, we'll be releasing a, uh, a blog post soon that describes how we solve this problem. And, uh, there are, there are ways to do it. Um, but it is bizarre to me that it wasn't trivial it should have been a trivial thing that just you can shoot a piece of paper or a lot of pieces of papers out of a printer. But apparently that is a harder problem. So one of the things that we'll do uh, for those listeners of the podcast, uh, we will be uh, releasing blog posts on a fairly regular basis uh, on our website. And if you want to go check them out, you'll be able to see what they are. Some of those things will just be philosophical musings while we're trying to figure out sort of who we are. Uh, you'll hear a lot sure. of me talking about... uh technical services probably I assume uh and Ben and I will will we'll both be making some sort of technical posts as well Ben will do a lot more technical stuff probably than philosophy yeah
0: I, I have a hard time not using jargon um it'll be it'll be a sl- split between uh technical blog posts and uh 90s movie reviews first up Ferngully Heck yeah so.
1: Ferngully we gotta do it it's gonna happen <laughs> uh anyway uh, so yeah, so, so that was, uh, an example of a solution. Hopefully, um, some of that makes some sense to the listeners of the podcast. Uh, you're going to hear a lot about technical services and how we plan to build an organization around technical services unless as we grow, we just hard pivot. But most of what we're doing is automation, uh, type of work for, for customers. We do, um, a lot of, uh, things that are highly technical, but are maybe customized, more to a customer. I know that's a, a no-no in the industry. People are like, "Oh, how can you ever make a profit doing that?" I think there are great ways uh right. to actually build a business around that idea and uh, we're going to try to prove it out.
0: Yeah. Um I think, you know, if um you're a someone listening to the podcast and you don't deal with printing, I think that I would take it um a step back and think of about what problems do you have that you feel like are just like, "Well, that's the way it is." Um, and, and those are the kinds of problems that, um, Chris and I, uh, love to be presented with, um, mostly just because, uh, because of our background, um, we usually can know some possible, possible ways to go around, um, a few walls or hurdles. Um, and, uh, I know that a modern business office has probably five to six, software solutions that they're paying on a monthly basis. Now Um, it should be great if they all talked together um, to do this one thing that I need to do Um, that sort of um, uh, I'll use the term superset of um, business actions is something that um, is ripe for automation. Um, Chris and I have done that for a few different customers. Um, And then once you build out the automation, you know, that proof of concept where, actually starts proving value to the customer um and it comes on to Chris and I to um actually maintain that automation that's where we start putting in that um operationalized um sort of uh rigor to it making sure that we have alarms in place making sure that we're paging and um aware of the automation make sure that it's doing like it's supposed to so eventually we can move on and you can too and just know that the computers are going to do its job um, and uh, that's just um, the kinds of problems that we would like to uh, bring our approach to. It, it
1: is funny how frequently monitoring is missed. You know, once you get a solution in place, people think, well, we can just let it run and everything's fine. For whatever reason, that just doesn't work. Um, it It's yeah. uh, entropy enters every every domain. And so you have to constantly monitor things. And a big portion of what we do as we stand up our solutions is monitor those solutions 24 seven to make sure everything works so we know for example in our printing solution if a print job doesn't work we know about it the second it happens and we have some fail safe options to go in and and solve that for a customer uh so we do this for a lot of different things and we'll talk a lot probably about how we do monitoring i think monitoring is is an area that needs a little bit more um coverage i don't think you hear me. i could write a
0: whole blog yeah. post about signal to noise ratios oh, absolutely um and 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 how important that is um that's where uh you lose lose real real alerts whenever the the noise is too high and um what we've done to try to limit that in different approaches so yeah i agree i think it's great all right
1: man i think that put put
0: this first podcast
1: this is, in the books
0: yeah we did it we um <laughs> So this is episode one of probably 1 million. Uh, we're, we're aiming to do this as, as a weekly discussion. Uh, Chris and I talk like this all the time anyways. So we're going to record our process, um, get the stuff out there so you all know what we can do and what we can provide to you all. Uh, so that wraps up this week's Tailored Tech Talk. Uh, make sure to um, follow us on LinkedIn or Facebook. Uh, we also have a mailing list on our website that you can subscribe to. Um, and we'll be, uh, reaching out and maybe post, uh, insights, Chris musings, um, blog posts, that sort of thing. Um, and like I said, we'll be back next week. Have a good one.